0: Congratulations!
1: You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the Bay's number one arts and
0: culture podcast, with me, Kate Rhodes, and me, Mesun Waswas. We had quite an extensive week of activity. We sure did.
1: We have to thank our donors. Let's we want to give donors. a big thanks to our sustaining donors, Jim Prosser, and our dear friend Anonymous. <laughs> If you want to go ahead and give us a donation, you can go to com and hit the donate button, or you could just Venmo me. You can Venmo me, Kate Cash Grab.
0: I love that that's your Venmo. So good.
1: I got a heads up from a very prominent expert that, because remember I was saying I don't know why people have been donating to us? Why people have been donating to us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean? re-listened to old episodes and I couldn't figure out why they
0: were donating to us. You're like, what the <laughs> hell's wrong with them? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> like, why would they waste their money on this trash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, but then I got a very <laughs> confidential note from oh. an expert saying that we might be getting more donations because we keep talking about getting donations.
0: Oh. oh, wow. Have we gotten any more donations since last week?
1: No. And then sure enough, all the donations have dried up, except for our sustaining donors. And we thank you and we bow deeply. Yes. Okay, Mason, should we talk about how we really went for it and saw yeah, a bunch of last, art?
0: Last Saturday, Kate and I really went for it. We met each other at Cushion Works. We were both riding our bikes. We decided to do a little toot toot around town. It was super fun. Our first stop was oh, Cushion yeah. Works, where the incomparable Jordan Stein met us. He was already there, but you know, you know how it is and he yes. made us first he met us unknowingly. unknowingly he made us first put our hand into a jar of down goose feathers just in case you all wanted to know what our initial experience was like that was it and
1: if you go there i think he probably could do the same for
0: you yeah you might need to you know say hey i heard and then he'll jump right in and be like great here's the jar you Let know don't don't
1: expect it though cuz i wonder if we got the real vip treatment
0: yeah that was definitely the vip treatment so you might not get it because not everyone can be as vip as us is that what you're trying you to saying but you might
1: yes you might get it though and that is even more enticing All is right. the things you might get that's what people go wild for <laughs> so we okay get to the art yeah so
0: we were there to see <laughs> a, a show by Dewey Crumpler the work the show is called the complete hoodie works from 1993 to the present um and that was co-curated by Sampada Aranque and Dewey Crumpler is a local artist uh born in 1949 really incredible painter
1: yeah he's on faculty
0: at SFAI but the work, the body of work that was being shown was work that he's been that Dewey's been working on since the 90s and hasn't i think he said hadn't been shown since like the late 90s so it's been like
1: yeah Jordan was very versed in everything going on yeah
0: yeah so it was it was really cool to have such a large body of work i mean there were what do you think? Like thirty or forty pieces in the show? A lot, shit tons,
1: shit tons, including some paintings with video screens embedded in them. Yeah, and I was really into that,
0: especially that one painting that was a painting of a urinal, like Duchamp style urinal with a screen embedded in it.
1: Yes, it was very like psychedelic in parts, and we were wondering if some of the works were blacklight responsive. But the content was—you got to go to the show and read the whole background yeah to and it's because there was a lot of like you know symbolism and- there's a
0: lot of and there's a lot of reference to art history Dewey, the press release here in the beginning says dewey crumpler has painted intergalactic hooded figures since the mid 1990s when an interest in ritual objects black culture and space-time cosmology married in his mind and studio hoodies are marginal figures painted in the margins bodiless forms that come to life between robust bodies of work and iterated on over the course of many decades perpetually emergent. Hoodies resemble human beings, but their outer form holds an unearthly void that permits traveling impossible distances from the far reaches of outer space to the recently renovated wing of the Museum of Modern Art in New York.
1: And obviously, Dewey Crumpler has had like a very illustrious career, but I don't think that he has gotten the recognition that he deserves. So everyone go see this show. And if you are a museum person, go buy all the work for your museum's collection.
0: Yeah. Actually, yeah. If you're a museum person, your museum, the local museum especially, your museum should be collecting Dewey's work or, sorry, Mr. Crumpler's work, I would say. (laughs) I never, I always (laughs) feel like it's rude. I don't think we've ever
1: referred to an artist as Mr or Mrs. or well, whatever I
0: mean they're like they're like our they're they're our senior, and I don't know them, so I don't know if it's appropriate to be so like informal about them. You know what I mean that's weird right on. I don't know the I don't know if I've ever expressed that to you before <laughs> okay, well, I have to
1: say um for on a personal level, I did feel like the goose feathers were so weird because when I put my hand in there, I didn't feel anything. I thought that the right. work was phenomenal. I was confused as to where down feathers come from, if they come from a baby, but we decided they don't. And therefore, I'm going to have to give this show
0: a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Yay. I did want to quickly say there's also a new series of lithographs in the show. So just there's a, multiple things going on.
1: Okay, then we headed over to, where do we go then? We went Telematic? to
0: Telematic Media Arts, where we they sure had um, Play and Pray the Old Testament. This is a part one of a three-part series by Leila Wiefwe, which c- consisted of a video in a, a, a fully a painted, a black painted room video projection on a uh-huh. screen. And then
1: it was also reflected
0: in another... Right. Behind you
1: was a mirror mm-hmm. hanging that was the same size as the screen. Yeah, was it screen. a mirror? It was like I think some it was kind a mirror. Of
0: something. It was something. Yeah. Reflective. There. So you were standing in this space where in front of you was the screen and behind you was a mirror. If you turned around, you could see it reflected. Was it a mirror, though? I'm not ready to say I'm that it was a mirror. I'm pretty certain it was a mirror. But we can <laughs> let the listeners call in and tell us when they go and visit it. Yeah,
1: or Layla, let us know. And then also along with that video work was um, an installation piece by Sandy Williams. Yeah. That was all these black and white crosses cast in wax
0: with wicks. So they're functionally candles. candles. Yes. That piece was like, for some reason, it really creeped me out. (laughs) Is that appropriate to say? Oh, whoa. Whoa. No, I don't know why. I think because the it was the whole room was dark, right? And there was the yes. the light that was shining, it was this sort of this pile of cross candles kind of in the corner, a little bit so sort of off to the side. You didn't see it right away, and it was overhead overlit with like a maybe a yellowish or orange light. It felt mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I for me <laughs> churches and religion always I always equate it with horror for some reason I do not know why don't ask me why don't know like the exorcist or just like horror movies that's always it's always part of horror movies like someone's in the church and they're getting chased I don't know why so for some reason those crosses really creep me out in that way where it's like we're in a okay, horror movie <laughs> I'm into that isn't that weird I wonder if there's going to be like a performance or something We'll keep you I posted. Think there is going to be a performance. Yeah. There's going to be a performance at St. Joseph's um, Art Society that our friend of the show, Amy LeDuc, is running programs there. Ah. And that, I believe, is coming up, I want to say, in November. <clears throat> if you give me one okay, second. Okay, so we'll
1: keep you posted, listener. You can also That's find right. more info at telematic.com. That is T T T E L E M A T I C C C. Com.
0: wow <laughs> oh that's kind of easy to remember huh <laughs> okay got the ttt's and the ccc and, and
1: so therefore i'm gonna have to go ahead and say 10 out of 10 Yay! okay then we
0: headed on over to the wadis oh man this show i loved this show <laughs> so this was a show by uh with the artist featuring the artist maya cruz maya cruz palilio Okay, the exhibition's called Long Quento, which I have yet to read about.
1: Well, let me tell you, Maysoon, what does it feel like, look like, to mourn for, to attend to, to yearn, to long, to need, to split the tides and drown under their weight, to be held by death, and to live with its specter? What does it sound like to remember, to contour, to ache within generational loneliness? Mm. A life of vacancies and occupations, an arrogance required to know and learn about yourself because no one else will desire it for you, coupled with infinite listless traversals of no particular place, of unspecified time, alongside and inside haunting with all the carriers of memory of who you are, and all your relations disappearing each <laughs> passing year and each passing mile deal with that i can't
0: <laughs> i need to like sleep on it now
1: i think that's how i process things is through um sleep. Th- the bulk of the work for this show were large-scale paintings, massive paintings um oil paintings in haunting technicolor
0: haunting technicolor that's interesting wouldn't you say well i mean i wouldn't say haunting did you find... Well, I guess they were... Haunting. Um,
1: yeah. Bright, radioactive colors bursting out of a dark a background. A really dark
0: background. I think... Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Popping off the canvas, slapping you in the face. Yes. Oil on canvas. Would you say so, Mason? Huh? Would you yes, say so? Slapping
0: you in the face for sure. Yes. And then... So so there are these very large canvases with so many, so many things hidden within them. Like, it, you are drawn in... And want to look closely because there's so many, there's just so many things going on, elements, you see faces where you don't expect to see them and um, things start to unfold the longer I think you look at these paintings. Really beautiful work. And then there were also these incredible wood sculptures or wood figures, wooden figures. Carved wood
1: sculptures. Carved
0: wood and painted um, in the space. Um, Including
1: one that was on a very memorable wicker pedestal wood pedestal with a wicker top that one really stayed with me
0: yeah i but the other the one that resonated most with me was actually just the the very kind of simple person standing uh, with the striped shirt and holding i believe it was a book a wooden book oh yes i don't know there's something so beautiful about the simplicity of that that figure you know
1: we were getting lost in these paintings. They were so freaking big.
0: I really loved it. Also, damn, the walls were painted these two different colors, and I really responded strongly to those colors also.
1: Very well installed. I Excellent. loved it. Excellent and compelling work. So much to see. Yeah. I give it an absolute 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah, woo! Go see that show.
1: May, soon before we move on to the next show, what about how we almost got killed by that guy in that white car?
0: Yeah, so Kate and I are from the Wattis, we rode our bikes down 17th Street towards the water, towards the bay to 3rd Street. And what happened? We were riding our bikes under the highway. <laughs> and just as we rode by, and we're like, we're not in the middle of the lane. We're kind of over. The, the sky, sky like drives easily, really...
1: We're allowed to be in the middle of the lane.
0: Well, that's true. And it's over there. There was tons of space. It's not like it was like hardcore traffic and we're just being these like dippy assholes like cruising around we're and, being on our bikes. We're being our best like, selves. We're doing our best. There's no one around. Not a big deal. The guy speeds by... Like he, but he doesn't go into the next lane. He like barely misses us as he speeds through what's left of the lane that we're in, which is like, I just think that's fucking obnoxious. Like just go in the other lane and pass us like, great, pass us. No big deal. We don't expect you to wait behind us. It's not a problem. And so I flipped him off as I want to do wait, <laughs> on what? my bike with wait, fucking drivers. what did drivers. You I said, so I flipped him off, yeah. as I want to do.
1: May soon gave this guy the finger like there was no tomorrow.
0: Which is nothing new in my world. And Chicago. So what I wasn't <laughs> in my world of Chicago, which I haven't lived in since I was like 17, by the way. <laughs> But it doesn't ever fade, does it? No. So what I wasn't expecting after I flipped him off, because I'm like, what does he care? We're a bunch of, we're like two ladies on bikes doing our fucking thing in the middle of a Saturday afternoon. Well, he did not like getting flipped off. And so he stopped his car probably a half block off away from Third Street. Not even a half a block. He was probably like Like 30 feet ahead of us. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that's weird. Why did he stop like that? Because he was ready to kill the shit out of us. <laughs> Initially not thinking about it. And I was like, huh. He's d- there's no cars in front of him. So he's clearly stopped before the intersection, but a little bit too far before the intersection. Because he was about to kill the living wife out right, of us. Right. So he was about to kill us. And then he did this weird thing where he kind of turned his car... He like did a little bit of like a C ter- a C curve where he wasn't going to do a full U turn, but he just wanted to angle his car in the lane so that he could yell at us from Ooh, his window, he was not happy. and it would come directly at us. So he w- he said, "What do he say, like fuck you, bitch, or something?" Which is something, like, okay, great, I've heard something. that a million times in my fucking life too. What else is new? Yeah, and then
1: sure and enough, so- he comes up to the stoplight, turns right at the stoplight, yeah. but then just stops right there
0: he turns right and like pulls over basically and i I like i kind of noticed it goodbye to my existence and i was like kate i think we need to make a u-turn i don't know what this guy's up to if he's out of the car with a baseball bat if he's gonna adore us the moment we turn the corner i have no idea so we make it i just don't know you just don't know and i was like part of me was like well i could probably talk to this guy and be like hey man what no No way in hell Well, you never know. Like sometimes I'm like, you do know to 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 get away from the
1: scary person. (laughs) That is one of the intrinsic
0: knowledges that we have. It's it's true. And we did. The thing is, my instincts do act appropriately. So we made a U-turn right there and like went down another street because I was like, we're gonna get out of here. And then I and then we had to wait at the corner. And I (laughs)
1: creeped around and just stuck my (laughs) tiny. Little top of my head around the corner to look if anyone was waiting there with knife hands. And sure enough, no one was. But we were looking all directions as we were headed to Minnesota We were Street. not
0: relaxed until we were, <laughs> we were off our bikes in front of Minnesota Street Projects with our bikes locked and yep. inside.
1: Yep. And we got to kiss our front tires together and share locks.
0: We That's true. We did that a few times. Lock our front tires. Kate's really into the front tires mm-hmm. touching.
1: Because I didn't have my 90,000-pound chain with me and my 18 other
0: locks. Anyhow, the moral of the story here, people, is maybe just don't – drivers are intense and now. Like, uh-huh. this is a pandemic thing for sure. I th- would say in the last six months to, the, to a year, drivers have gotten or like increasingly more dangerous and kind of scary out there. So I think my the lesson here might be I would I would recommend just maybe not doing anything that might provoke someone even if you don't think it's going to be a big deal like obviously I did. I'm no. not saying I'm never going to swear at someone I again don't. because it's just in my nature, but <laughs> I'm wondering about our it. listeners. Listeners, are you the
1: type of person who's going to give the finger to a car when you're on a bike? Give us a call 419 419- you can tweet us at pine tree podcast or you can email us tree at gmail.com and before we continue with our art journey remember (laughs) you that we have a pumpkin carving contest going on yay and I believe that this you only have a few more days to enter the contest because everything needs to be to us send us a picture of your pumpkin by October
0: 25th Oh, shit. People, come on, send us your goddamn pumpkin pictures. Have we gotten any? No, no one's sending me damn pumpkin. Man, people pumpkins. hate this. <laughs> people hate this contest. I'm so sad. I figured all these fucking <laughs> artists are fucking carving pumpkins, of course. Guys, you got
1: to send your pumpkins nope. or Maysoon's going to win, and that means I'm just going to have to give Maysoon a $30
0: clipper card. I won't take it. Kate, you know what? We can treat ourselves to a fairy ride. Ooh, I want to go on a fairy ride. Great, that'll be perfect. So if you fools don't participate in our cute little Halloween contest, yeah, Kate but that's not a, a ta- that's
1: not a tax deductible donation. If you don't do one, you can't count it as a donation.
0: Okay. Wait, what? Now I got. Confused. I'm just saying, if they don't enter
1: a pumpkin, and that to them means they're giving us thirty dollars because we get to keep the thirty dollars, oh, no. that's absolutely not. not in adherence with local and federal law okay macy and then oh, where did people. we go
0: okay right so after our car our scary car moment we went to minnesota street projects and oh right we saw the second iteration or the second installation of layla's play and pray yes um piece um and i don't have any notes on that one in front of me did, did that have a separate name do you remember do you have that one
1: it is called Play, Pray. Are you sure that's supposed to be an and in the middle? Because it's a cross. You know what I I'm saying? It's, I, it's think it's, play I think it's it's and. and pray. But okay, and I mean, that Maybe
0: that's just me making it a sentence. At
1: Minnesota Street is called A Gospel, and it's the second iteration. And that is going to be on view October 16th through December 4th. So you've got plenty of time to get over there.
0: And that... So that piece was... That piece was was beautiful. We we got there before the opening happened, so it was very quiet. We were the only ones in the room. You walk into a dark room that's curtained off, and there's three archways right uh-huh. in the space, and they're angled so they kind of create a semicircle sort of feeling. And beyond each archway is a video projection, um, and the video projections are of people in a church. Bas- yeah two people in the church, different camera angles or it's i mean there are moments where the, the you can tell that one camera is i don't know how to describe this kate but you can tell that like one camera is like when i is is filming the other person and then vice versa so you're looking at both perspectives or point of views okay
1: so a little info about Mm -hmm. this section of it a gospel featured on the main floor at minnesota street project in gallery 106 if you're looking for it so that's on the first floor recounts a relationship between god the church and a queer black child the spiritual narrative takes inspiration from From four lyrical sermons in James Weldon Johnson's God's Trombones, Seven Negro Sermons in Verse. And I think there's a couple shots in the video of that book and of the pages of that book. That book, which has a very unique typeface on the cover. Yeah. And just to review, presented as three separate films playing simultaneously, Weaver's installation builds a spiritual narrative that contemplates the structures, literally and metaphorically, and the rules imposed on pleasure, play, and sexuality under the rig- rigidity of black Christianity.
0: There was one scene in particular that struck me um, where the figures took turns um, kind of positioning one one another or the other person in like a, a prayer position. And it was, you know, I always think it's nice when, it, I always like seeing when the way two bodies interact closely or when touch is involved. And so there are these very sort of gentle gestures of like, helping the other person bow their head putting their hands together in like this very intentional like prayer position at a certain height at the chest and sort of readjusting the head and that there was like a really sweet intimate moment where that was happening and then on another screen you'd see that happening with the other person like it was it was like the switched um and there was like a tug of war scene yeah tug of war
1: Mm -hmm. There was all kinds of stuff for you to dig into. Go see the show. And I will say the
0: soundtrack was really striking. Really, really well considered.
1: And I'm going to have to give that one a monumental 10 out of 10.
0: (laughs) Well, you said that with a lot of like intensity. Then we made it up
1: the hill over there to the auxiliary zone and walked right on into Slash Gallery where they had a group show called Under the Walk Walk Tree. Now, we talked about this earlier and very um, dramatically read the press release (laughs) for this show. I didn't know the walk walk Tree is like a mythical tree, right? And it's a tree that grows women or like female creatures. Okay. Okay. So think about that
0: motherfuckers. <laughs> it's feeling very Halloweeny to me. But that's just And the show up. was phenomenal. The show was great. I loved it.
1: There was such bizarre, there was a lot of real freaky bizarre work. You got Kathy Lou in there with uh, continuing that series of like fruit or
0: peaches peach yeah, this one.
1: referencing work. But they also look like giant freaky testicles well, or like butts or boobs or whatever And And it, it was also an and incense then,
0: holder. Did you notice there was incense? Yes, yeah. with
1: loads of incense yeah. like a porcupine yeah. coming out of that thing. You had Sahar Kori, had some very large... Sculpture, some ceramic sculptures with little tiny dog heads coming out of it. That was fucking awesome. (laughs) Like freaky dogs emerging out of a green ooze. It was like making me feel all over my body. Oh, (laughs) great. There was an artist called Patricia Dominguez who had this work called Madre Drone. Which we mentioned when we were talking about this show earlier. And then, and when they got into the whole thing about the fembots or whatever, the robots and all the freaky stuff, I was like, well, we got to see this show. And sure enough, we got there and it did not disappoint. Oh, this yeah. was a, one of the freakier video installations I've seen lately. And it had a regular video playing on the monitor. But then above that, it had one of those LED spinning video screens. Yeah, that will definitely really spin. It's threw basically like a. <laughs> Oh yeah, because it kind of is like the video is just floating in midair, and then you're seeing like also sculptural elements, and then the sculptural elements are showing up in the videos, and it's all like happening before your fucking eyes.
0: Whoa! And I did when Kate showed me that she was like, "Check it out! You can't even photograph this thing." And you showed me your photo. Hell and yeah! It was, I was like, like, "How the, like the hell you it?" looked you like a cross of image. You couldn't get like a, a you know a smooth image surface from that. Yes,
1: and it's all set up kind of like an altar or something Mm -hmm. where there's these foam made to look like concrete and there's hands coming out and flower petals and potted plants. Who knows what the fuck you could see here? Okay, and then there's loads of other artists in that. Well, not loads, but a few other artists in that show that were also fantastic. Yes, Um, Go see the show I just can't say enough good things about it. I have to give it an 11 out of 10.
0: Whoa. Damn. Go Kate. And
1: sure enough, while we were there, we ran into the curator, Nas, who
0: we did ask how to pronounce her last name. And And she did tell me, and I did repeat it. And she even said, good job. And I immediately forgot and i'm so sorry i need to like actually write it down phonetically right there in that moment and i didn't because i felt like i looked like an asshole
1: well the saddest part of that was i had just asked her how to pronounce it (laughs) you did yeah
0: i thought you weren't going to i thought you were like hell no we can't do that
1: i know well
0: i'm just full
1: of shit you're just so anyhow we have
0: to have her on the show yes right so after our big gallery day Later on that evening, there was a big performance in front of the De Young with Judy Chicago. Um, it was the piece was called Forever De Young, and it was part of this larger retrospective of Chicago's Ooh. work currently on view at the at that museum. Um, I did not go to the park where it was taking place, but I did watch it from home on a live stream, which many people I think did, and so I had I had a uh, the. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get like the drone view because <laughs> there was clearly like a wow. million drones flying around taking videos. But basically, it was, uh, you know, sh- Chicago has a long history of doing these different smoke pieces or what they were called uh, back in the 70s or when she was doing, well, I think she's been doing them throughout, but they're called Atmosphere Works. Um, and so this uh-huh. was like a large pyramid structure um, with these smoke. I don't know if they're called smoke bombs, but these little smoke, yeah, little smoke bombs that were on like multiple tiers all the way around the whole piece that were timed to go off at different times. And so it basically created this huge, huge plumes of smoke of color that would, that was the piece, these huge plumes of smoke. And so watching it online was interesting because initially I was like, oh, this is, this is beautiful. Wow. The smoke. And then I was kind of like, wait a second. This is kinda of... <laughs> there's these huge plumes of smoke coming out of the park. It really made me think about just our very long and dangerous fire season, you know? I <laughs> just sort of like, I don't Yes. Part of me just kind of felt like, is this is this what? <laughs> it it felt a little bit like a little insensitive to our time. I don't know, to have that much smoke. In the air, like also during a pandemic, which, yes, we're at the maybe at the end of the pandemic, I don't know, but I, I did hear from people like oh, they were the people who were there that they were glad that they had their masks because they weren't anticipating the smoke like flying in their face, and it was pretty dense smoke in some areas. Um, so it's really interesting. It
1: looked from the pictures, it looked not good. <laughs>
0: It looked intense, and I I don't know enough about what type of smoke it was. Like, was it? I don't know. Like, some I heard comments like someone said it smelled like a bonfire. Someone who d- wasn't even at the event and didn't even know it was going on but lives near the park freaked out because they saw it out of their window and thought there was a big fire <laughs> happening in the park initially, which is wild. Like, I can't imagine that. So I, I just think, like, when, like, a whole area is kind of traumatized in some ways by fire season, yeah. even though... We yeah. haven't had our homes burning in San Francisco, but we've ex- experienced like pretty bad, no, but at, we're getting smoke, smoke and, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, smoke and also the fires are definitely encroaching upon like more built up urban spaces. and 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 just out of respect for all the other people who have lost their homes and fires, it just felt a little bit inappropriate to me. I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. Maybe it was the scale, maybe it was like, you know, some of her earlier atmosphere works that the, there's a few videos at the end of the exhibition that are on view, um take place like out in the desert for the most part and there's like there's people and there's like bodies or people involved in them and so there's this real interesting kind of relationship to the human form. Or the human body in relation to these atmospheres, and how your body disappears or gets covered—you know, covered and uncovered—and it's just kind of a beautiful play of materials, I'd say. But this just completely is a very different Not thing. today. This is like a pyrotechnic extravaganza. It has a really different feeling, you know. <laughs> So yeah it was way more of a
1: gigantic spectacle yeah
0: it was a little bit weird it wasn't my favorite i really did love the show the exhibition this was not my favorite it's a full moon it's a hunter's moon and it's a full moon in aries which i was like oh i'm in aries what the hell does that mean Ooh, it's your it's finally your time to shine it's Mason. my time to shine people god damn it you know who else is in <gasps> aries may who oh my god so many people i do know the
1: entire species of canada goose what? According to Birds of Lake Merritt by Alex Harris, the Canada Goose. Now, do you say Canada Goose or Canadian Goose? I would say Canadian Goose. Same here, but apparently they're Canada Geese, or known by their Latin name Bronta canadensis. They can be 30 to 43 inches in length. They're the easiest bird to spot at Lake Merritt because they're so big and loud and disgusting. That's my own editorial. Okay, I'm
0: like, wow, that's kind of intense, but I agree.
1: (laughs) These geese are regular visitors to the area during their seasonal migration, but they stopped coming once the lake was dammed up and the edges paved over. When Paul Covell became the park naturalist, he was, as he wrote in his book, People Are for the Birds, determined to build up a flock of these desirable birds. Katie's straight up doing the dishes right on top of me right now. What the hell? It's just rude. As the goose population has grown, so has the number of complaints that the city receives about them. You know, geese are kind of gnarly, but they're part of our beautiful Mother Earth. So annoying to me.
0: I'm so bored. Let me go call the city about the geese.
1: Okay, and they Lord balance the needs of lake and park users with the grazing and habitat needs of the Canada Goose. Now, a little preview for next week. We're going to get another waterfowl.
0: Who could it be? And we'll have more things to report next week as well. Well, may soon. Yeah. I know
1: that Katie will be doing the dishes <laughs> from the bridge.
0: Uh, to the other bridge where
1: I'll be doing dishes. To the island in between where I'll be doing my dishes. Great. This has been Congratulations, Congratulations Pine, Pine Tree! Tree.